Hi, my name is Chloe Roberts, and I wanted to welcome you to the Huddle Up podcast, hosted by my parents, Chris and Sarah Roberts. Huddle up as we hear from our sports families about their story and God's. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have a great show lined up for you today, including a great huddle with Tress and Brianna Way. Tress is the punter for the Washington Redskins, and Brianna was a former two-sport athlete, national champion at the University of Oklahoma. But before we get into their face story, let's get into God's. All right. It was the 1990s, and I was the biggest Bulls fan. Everybody was because they were awesome. We were watching the greatest player in the history of the game make history. Michael Jordan was the Bulls. He was the leader in all aspects of the game. Ten-time scoring champ, nine-time all-defensive team, five-time MVP, and six-time NBA champ. And although I loved Michael Jordan and knew everything about him, his stats, and his family, my favorite player was number 10, B.J. Armstrong. I guess it's the point guard in me that I connected with him. There was something about him that I just loved. What he did made everybody else look good. He was willing to come along somebody else and help them be great. I was reading in 1 Samuel about King Saul's son, Jonathan. Jonathan was the son and rightful heir to be the next king of Israel, except for one thing. God hadn't chosen him, but his best friend, David. He wasn't the guy, and when most people would have manipulated, cheated, or done whatever it took to be the guy, he was willing to come alongside David and help him be great. He had many opportunities to turn David over to his father, but he didn't. He could have been so jealous, but he wasn't. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 16 says, Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith and in God. Do not be afraid. My father will never find you. You are going to be the next king of Israel, and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. Wouldn't we love to have our locker rooms and our homes full of Jonathans? The best way to have a Jonathan is to be a Jonathan. What qualities did he have that we need? Number one, humility. It wasn't about him, but was best for the nation. Number two, he accepted where God had him, and it was then God used him. Number three, he was an encourager. And number four, he was bold and brave with his faith and his convictions, even if it went against his father. It's the assist that never gets noticed on the basketball or soccer field. It's the block that never gets the credit on the football field. And it's all the work at home, in the car, and at the grocery store that can get overlooked. But just like God saw saw Jonathan, God sees you and all that you are doing to come alongside your family and help them be great. Remember, you are rock stars. All right, so I love that story and the man of humility and faith that Jonathan was. And we really love the humble and faithful couple that Tress and Brianna Way are. Welcome, Tress and Brianna Way, to Huddle Up. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you guys are excited as we are. So the first thing that we do is we want to ask you three things that we start by asking all of our guests. So first of all, how did you meet? Second of all, how long have you been married? And third, tell us about your family. So start with how did you all meet? 
Uh, I kind of went the stalker route, uh, the College World Series of 2013. Uh, saw one of the players, uh, the featured players of OU women's softball uh, was Brianna Terang. And my dad, this is a true story, my dad goes, hey, T, who is that? And I said, I don't know. I'm about to find out. <laughs> Lo and behold, I text Miss Sarah Roberts. And I'm like, yo, what's up with this smoke show, Brianna Terang? Uh, Good girl, what's the deal? She's like, oh, she's amazing. She's got the best heart. She's absolutely gorgeous, which I'm sure as you stalking can probably already tell. <laughs> and uh, so I met her at FCA, and from there, it is uh, the rest is history. We loved being a part of that story. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's one of our favorites to be a part. So yeah. I was super excited to hear you guys say <laughs> what did what, you say, Bree? I said, I still have the text message that you sent me about him. <laughs> and that was, I'm pretty sure, at FCA camp that I sent it to you. Was it Was it from FCA camp, maybe? Probably around that, that time. About, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's cool. All right. How long have you all been married now? Five years. Five years. Wow. And now tell us about your family. See, that's the cool part is that we used to talk about like our parents and all that, but I think they've kind of fallen on the back burner. We like to talk about the kids more now. So, so we do have, we both are so thankful we got an incredible set of parents and moms and dads and just, um, but the kids, Bo and Harper are twin, uh, are twins, boy and a girl. Uh, the Bo man's a little bit older than Harper Lynn, and we got another one on the way due in May. So it is just getting real crazy around here. Woo, so exciting. <laughs> that's so awesome. So you kind of brought up sports a little bit. So, Tris, you just came off your first Pro Bowl season, but many people may not know how difficult that was for you. People see the glory, but not always the story. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, after the 2017 season, uh, my special teams coach, who is now currently with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, he called me in. And uh, I've always been a I've always been a player. I've always been a kid, a son, a friend. Where if you just kind of just kind of get into me a little bit, chew me up or chew me out, you know, kind of gas me up a little bit. That uh, I've just always responded well like that. Like I just kind of take it personally. I kind of challenges me, gets me going. And he flat out told me that I am way too talented to just have mediocre years. And this was the second mediocre year in a row that I had had. And if I don't have a drastic improvement they may need to make a change. Now, whenever you have a beautiful wife and kids on the way and you hear that they may be wanting to make a change with the career that you want to have, if that doesn't gas you up, I don't know what <laughs> And so uh, just to, I, like it sounds funny, it doesn't sound humble, but the humility to just take a step back and go, okay, what I'm doing, it is not making me elite. So I went and watched film on three different punters that I consider to be elite in the NFL year in and year out. And I kind of stole their form a little bit and uh, ended up going to the Pro Bowl this year. So it's been two good, two good seasons. And I just kind of took a step back. Uh, that was really hard because I liked the way I was punting. It was comfortable. It was easy. Uh, and so it kind of I had to push the envelope a little bit with things that I had not done well in the past, like directional punting and kind of this offset look that makes it a weird alignment and just kind of kept working. And with a, a couple of different special teams coaches that really encouraged me along the way, it just just kind of stuck. So I can confidently say I'll probably do that the rest of my career now. <laughs> That's awesome just to hear how you took coaching. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in today's age, man, a coach challenged you and man, you took it and became a pro yeah. baller. And, and the yeah, fact that you are, 
a pro athlete and you still are a student of the game. That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, thank awesome. you. It was, uh, I'll never forget the conversation we had in the kitchen. Uh, it was probably like four games into the 2018 season and my numbers weren't very good. And I just kept talking about it, talking about it and Bree in the kitchen didn't say it mean, didn't say it rude. She just said, I've never heard you talk about numbers like this. Like, why don't you just go play good? Like you're, you've got a strong leg, like just go play good and we'll see what happens. So the next game we played Dallas and I had the shortest punts in the world, but they all were inside the 20 punts. Now, if I'd been focused on the numbers, I'd been really bummed. But the fact was I put all of them inside the 20 and that's all I could have done. And I felt like I had a really good game. So just kind of changed my attitude and changed my approach. And uh, I think that that's obviously something I'll do the rest of my career too. So a little, little, uh, Credit from Bree there. Credit to Bree there. Who's a former athlete. So that kind of, she can talk to you in a way that, yeah. because she gets it as an athlete, right? Yeah. And I, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't mean to just like keep rambling here, but I call it the big five. Uh, she played two sports in college. I did not. She was an All-American. I was not. She was first team all-conference. I was not. She was a national champion. I was not. And she was also drafted. She was drafted to play pro ball. I was an undrafted free agent. And if we want to get technical, she had a bigger signing bonus than I did. <laughs> than I did with the Chicago Bears. So it really could be the big six. I need to change it to the big six. That's so, yeah. awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that. So, Bree, obviously you're a two-sport athlete at the University of Oklahoma, which, like your husband just said, that is amazing. I'm sure a little bit challenging. So what was challenging or the most challenging about being a two-sport athlete in college? I would say probably time management. Um, I think that's true for even just someone who plays one sport, to be honest, between, you know, lifting, practice, school, study, um, like study hall and tutoring and all that stuff. And then also making time to just be a kid and you know, enjoy your friends and yeah, we're getting old. We're stuff. calling college. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think I think you just really had to be intentional about the time that you spent doing the things um, that were a priority, and um, and so I would say time management was probably the hardest for me. Which does that kind of translate now to your life as a mom with? <laughs> taking these twins to the games and and you're pregnant and oh my goodness that has to translate very well um, to your lifestyle now (laughs) oh yeah for sure it it really does but it's funny because I'm I feel like constantly I'm still learning how to manage my time and you know being busy with the kids and just moving and traveling everywhere. I think that just being intentional about your time and finding like what's important to you and really prioritizing that. So, so let's talk about that priority that you're talking about. Obviously we've, we've known you guys for a while and we know that faith is a huge priority, if not the biggest priority. So in what ways has your faith impacted you as athletes and now as parents? I can go first. Uh, I know that, I know that for me, um, 
as I continue to have these different life experiences, as I continue to get older, as I continue to have new friends, lose touch with friends, whatever it may be, and just see all these different walks of life within my own life, there's a significant difference between when I am currently and immediately hooked up with Christ in my prayer time, in my quiet time, when it is when it is a priority, like you're talking about, Sarah, like when everything stems from that, I watch everything else around it blossom. And it's it's amazing how fast it gets away from that when other things start to take priority. And it's so easy. And I think that that's like the beautiful part of it. And also the hard part of it is that you have to make time for it because it's not just natural, but the more time you make for it, the more time you want to make for it. And so it's just that just if you can get that snowball going and whenever, man, you get married and then kids come along and then there's job changes and then there's family. Ch- I mean, whatever it may be, it's just there is such a significant difference looking back at my life when I am hooked up with Christ, when I'm actively seeking him throughout my day, the kind of man he wants me to be, husband he wants me to be, daddy wants me to be. And then when I'm not. And so that's just kind of the trial and error. I'm sure you guys can attest to, Bree can attest to, everybody can attest to. But I'll always share that when somebody asks me about my faith. So That's good. Well, I don't know how much more I can add to that. But I know I want our kids to see um, that Christ is the center of our home. And just when you give that time and you prioritize prioritize your time to um, just – living a Christ-centered life, just everything around, just like Tress said, um, just kind of blossoms. And um, we want them to know that. And so I think both of us growing up in a Christian family, our parents did a really great job at teaching us that. And it has just continued. And we're just very thankful for that. Mm, That's awesome. So being a professional athlete, having twins, one on the way, life is busy, crazy, fun, what are some ways that you all intentionally stay connected, first of all, as a married couple, and then secondly, just with your family time and your kids? When we're busy, we definitely try and make priority that we have date nights every week. We get a babysitter on Fridays and um, during season, and we just make sure that, hey, that's our date night, and we do anything that we can to make it happen. Um, and I would say for sure that's, what we do for our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like if you try and try and multitask and do everything at the same time, they all kind of lack, but if you can find a way to prioritize each one at each time, like the time with the kids, the time with one another, the time with the Lord, uh, that's whenever you kind of continue to see everything grow. And obviously you have all of your heart into it, which makes it even more fun. So yeah, really what I hear you guys say is it is intentional. It doesn't happen by accident, right? It, it the right. growing, connecting marriage and family time doesn't happen by accident. It is intentional, much like your faith that Tress talked about. That has to be also intentional. That's, yeah, that's that's well said. That's perfect. Yep. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, do you guys have any fun traditions? I know you've been married five years and, and your kids are younger. Are you, do you guys have any traditions that are carrying over from your family or that you're creating new ones for your little family? We've got two cool ones that we do just like 
from us, uh, one of which when Bree was in nursing school in 2014, I had this big Valentine's Day planned, like from the afternoon into the evening, huge surprise. She'd been pulling all nighters, studying for tests, and she fell asleep. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let her sleep. And then I turned on Netflix, and next thing I know, like six hours went by. <laughs> took a six-hour nap until nine. <laughs> this is a true story. Until nine o'clock at night, she woke up. Her like feet, I think her feet were resting in my lap. And she woke up. She goes, oh, my gosh, I just slept through Valentine's Day. It's like, it's okay. I know you're exhausted. She goes, I'm starving. Do you want to go get Taco Bell? <laughs> I go, that sounds amazing. So every year since 2014, we always find a way to go snag Taco Bell. And then the other one stole from Colt McCoy and his wife. We call it, uh, you know, the ESPN 30 for 30. We call it Target 30 for 30. And it is literally stocking stuffers on Christmas Eve. We both set a 30-minute timer at the start of the store. I take one kid. She takes the other kid. And we have a giant list of stocking stuffers that we know the other person likes. And you get 30 minutes to spend no more than $30 and you have to show your receipt at the end. And then that's all of the stocking stuffers for that year. That's so fun. Stop that it. So I fun. love that so oh, it's, much. It's, man, it's hard. You're doing, you got your calculator out. You're, doing, you're getting little dainty earrings and then freaking hot tamales. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's fun. It's cool. Oh, it was so funny. I'll never forget when the time was about to be up and I'm checking out and I see Tress in the return line at <laughs> Because he overspent his money and there was a long line behind him. And so he had to return a couple of things to get down to $30. Those freaking comfy socks, man. Those fuzzy comfy socks. Like that 12 is hilarious. That is so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We may have to steal that 21 years in. We may have to steal that. Yeah, yeah, you we should. Stole it's from fun. The boys. That's so good. So for those of you listening, what – for those that are listening, what is some of the greatest advice you've received as a married couple in this crazy life of sports? Sports-wise, I would definitely say just make sure that your spouse knows that you're 100% supportive of what you're doing and that you're in it together because – I think a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes of how stressful it is just basically fighting for your job every single day and, you know, fear of moving and not knowing what's going on or what, you know, what's happening next and just making your spouse feel like they are 100% supported and let them know that no matter where this journey takes us, like, I'm behind you, so... I freaking love that. that. Is... I wish I could retweet everything you just said right there. <laughs> just like that. Tweet that. That's it. That's it. That's oh. Incredible job of that, by the way. Countless text messages, little gifts, little, I mean, there's, when it's, I like season time, not just because it's playing time, but because Bree's got my back time. Like, that is, <laughs> that is something. Yeah. Uh, for me, I came across a book uh, by Gary Keller at Keller, Will Keller Williams Realty called The One Thing, uh, and I would really encourage anybody to read that one, and it's kind of the five main areas of everybody's life, your spiritual life, your life at work, your life with your family, your life socially, and then your life with your marriage. Now, I'm talking strictly to married people, but your your marriage relationship. And it's about what I mentioned a little bit earlier of giving that hundred percent of each one. Uh, and so with Bree being so supportive and so incredible like that, which is crazy selfless, like whenever, when I come home, so there's a little energy drink I take while I'm working out and 
I mean, punter workouts are a little different than other workouts, but <laughs> in the workout. But I take I take an energy drink on my way home, and all my buddies are like, "Dude, an energy on the way home with stuff." I go, "Dude, I'm about to go back to the war zone. Like it's on. <laughs> like this was fun. Now it's time to go to work. Like it's a, there's so, so much truth in that statement. Yeah. <laughs> self with all that. It's I feel so, and it sounds funny, and there's no other way for me to put it. Is I feel so. I feel so free and so fresh when I'm at work to go 100% knowing that she's got my back. And then it makes it that much easier to come back 100%. And then anything that went wrong or anything that was stressful, anything that I, Bree has always made me feel like I could talk to her about it, but I can leave it there so easily. Like, hey, I'm coming back tomorrow. And now I get to go home. I get to go be with my wife. I get to go be with my family. Uh, and so that that's the... It sounds funny. I was about to say that's the one thing, but that's what the book is called. It's, it, it just really kind of encouraged me in my spiritual life, my relationship with Bree, just little things I could do to help, little things uh, that I can do around the facility to kind of hopefully propel my game. And um, it's something I'll never forget for sure. And I love the fact that because what I hear you say, Tress, is she creates a home that you can't wait to come home to. Yes. And you're a professional athlete, so everybody loves you, right? Everybody, most of the time. Um, <laughs> most of the time. Um, everybody loves you, but she's created a home that loves you, and therefore when you walk in, you feel loved and respected just as you do in the outside world. And I absolutely love, love, love that. Okay, yeah. so... Now we're to the end, which is one of our favorite things that we do, and we call this the two-minute drill. So we're going to spout off. Chris has the timer with the buzzer. We're going to spout off some some real quick questions that you guys both can answer and uh, in two minutes and see how many we can cover in this two minutes. Sound good? Hey. You ready for the two-minute drill? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready and go. favorite date night restaurant. Sweetwater Tavern. Okay. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Favorite movie? A Walk to Remember. Gladiator. I knew you were going to say that, Brie. I knew it. Um, if you could meet anywhere, anyone in the world, who would it be? Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Kenny Chesney on the beach, sitting around a fire, playing guitar, hanging out. That's not that specific creepy. at all. That was a little creepy. <laughs> um, who is the better athlete? <laughs> well played. We murdered that one. Uh, favorite Bible verse for each one of you? John 16, Matthew 10, 39. Can you recite those? Whoever finds his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. In this life, there will be trials and tribulations, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Amen. Um, who was your favorite athlete growing up? Mickey Mantle. As cheesy as it sounds, my dad. Okay, real quick. Tell us about your dad. Why was he your favorite athlete? We lost the two minutes. I don't want to get penalized. Dude. No, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Um, He just... I don't know. I've always looked up to him. He was a Seattle Mariners. He played for the Seattle Mariners um, Major League Baseball team. And just growing up, I've always wanted to be just like him. And he just he worked so hard. He was scrappy, fast, and 
that's just who I wanted to be. Still so. crushes us in Wiffle Ball, man. <laughs> Love it. Favorite thing about living in Washington? Ooh, history, the history of it. Washington so Capitals fun. hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Dream vacation. Oh, somewhere on the beach. Rome. Playing beach volleyball, relaxing. And you did it. Fantastic. That's a wonderful buzzer. That was friendly. You that know those was. ones that make you feel like... <laughs> yes, that, that was well, a nice you feel good about yourself. We do. <laughs> Tress and Bree, thank you so much for joining us and huddling up with us today. We hope that you guys enjoyed this as much as um, we did. And um, any and last words? I think I'd like to switch mine to Jimmy Fallon. I think I'd like to... <laughs> Well, hey, it's been awesome for us uh, just to see you guys get together, date, marry, have a family. It's been inspiring for us. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, you guys. guys so much. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us in Huddle Up. Until next time when we hear more stories of your faith, sports, and family.